Well, praise the Lord. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise here today. Oh, come on. You can do better than that here at Victory Temple. Somebody give the Lord some praise. How many of you are thankful today of the grace and the power of God? Amen. I like what I feel in the house this morning. Amen. I can tell you the Lord is at work. I feel His presence. So thankful for your pastor and his, his fellowship and his wonderful wife, just great people in the Lord. They're doing a fantastic job here at Victory Temple, and I just honor him and appreciate him for all that he's doing for the Lord here at Victory Temple. Can you say amen? amen. Yesterday was his birthday, and uh, I was thinking about singing happy birthday, but seeing that he canceled the singing here tonight, I guess I'll just say happy birthday, Pastor. Amen. But just a great man of God doing a wonderful job here. I learned a long time ago, you can learn a lot from the pastor, the preacher of a place. They can be excited about the Lord, and that's always a marvelous thing, Brother Roderick. But you really find out the heartbeat of a church when you get around its people. You can find out how that pastor's doing by getting around the people that he pastors and seeing their excitement and their love for the Lord. And I've been able to fellowship with people uh, here in the, the church and, and those that attend here. And I can testify to the fact that they're as stirred of God as he is. And that makes all the difference. When the queen of Sheba went up to visit Solomon, obviously there were some wonderful things that she saw in Solomon, but it was in her servants that really convinced her of his greatness. And I can tell you when you get around the church folk here at Victory Temple, I can see that God is at work. And that's a wonderful and that's a beautiful thing. And that's something that we want to fan here this morning just ask the lord to increase and obviously it's great to be here with all of my friends and you're just not friends you're family i said you're family and it's so good to have brother brian brother joel here with us this morning and obviously sister brenda and we love her very very much love the work of the school of christ and everything that god is doing with that amen but i did read here this morning ask the pastor if this would be okay for me to read and uh, I want to read this. Uh, many of you know Brother Jeff Gravis. Uh, he was a pastor here locally, I think, for several uh, years. Wasn't too far from Beaumont. And he was at the funeral here yesterday. Just a great brother in the Lord. And uh, he, he, this morning, early this morning, maybe some of you saw this on social media. But he put this post, Sister Brenda. I'm going to send it to you. But I wanted to read it to you myself. And Brother Jeff, he put this, he put, Yesterday, I attended the funeral for a great man of God, Brother Robert Turnage. And last night, I dreamed about him. And in the dream, he said to me, The enemy is only between you and the gate. Once you get through to heaven, there's no enemy there. He can't get in. There's only peace. Praise the Lord. I can tell you he's still preaching, isn't he? Because <laughs> he's a preacher, and that's what he's going to be, always be. Amen. Well, if you have your Bible, please stand with me here this morning. Praise the Lord. Brother Corey did a great job getting all this together. Uh, he was up here last night, late I hear, and I can tell you, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I, I've told people oftentimes, if the devil's going to get in something, he's going to get in the sound system. I fought many devils in sound systems, and sometimes they get the best of me, and, but sometimes I do become victorious. 
If you have your Bible, turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 5 and verse 23. And as pastor invited me to come and just so humble, humbled by the opportunity, I was praying here yesterday. We've been all over the country the past few days and just doing our best to work for the Lord. And, and I was praying about the service and the Lord just really deposited this particular verse in my spirit. And uh, here this morning, we're just going to tie some things together. You know, when I was growing up, sometimes my mom, she had things that were just planned for breakfast. But sometimes you just said, I'm hungry. And mama went in there and she just threw some stuff together and it turned out amazing. Well, that's what I'm hoping for this morning. Just pulling it all together, asking God to have his way. 2 Samuel 5, 23. The Bible says, And when David inquired of the Lord, the Lord said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come up upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be, when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then, somebody shout, for then. Shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines? And David did so as the Lord had commanded him and smote the Philistines from Geba until thou come to Gazer. If you'd go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1, very familiar. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Amen. Now if you'd go to one more verse, if you'd turn to... Amen. I, I, I believe it's, let me see if I can just pull it up here. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up. Somebody shout, stir up. Stir up. Oh, shout it loud. Stir up. stir up. The gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. I want to preach for just a little while here this morning on this thought, the sound of a going. The sound of a going. Would you help me pray? Father, we love you. Come on, lift your voice this morning, saints. Oh, God, we love you. We thank you, oh, God, for this opportunity, this moment in time to seize, Lord, what you have for us as your people. I'm praying, God, today that the, the, the flame would be fanned. God, that you would have your way in this place, oh God. You're doing the work. And I pray, oh God, that that would just be expounded upon. I pray, oh God, that you'd anoint your servant, anoint our ears to hear. In the name of the Lord, we love you and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Preaching here this morning, the sound of a going. Now, if you were to begin to read here 
in our text and really get a good feel of everything that is going on in our text, then you would understand that when King David was anointed all over Israel, we understand that first of all, he was anointed over the tribe of Judah. But then he moved on and progressed on and then all of Israel made him to be king. And we understand that when the Philistines heard about that anointing, that they sent and they come against David and the people of Israel, that is simply the way of the enemy of your soul. When you and I began to move in greater measure in the Lord Jesus Christ, then we can understand that the enemy is going to come out. He's not going to wait. He's not going to take his time. But when you and I began to commit ourselves more fully to the Lord Jesus Christ, then the enemy is going to come. You know, I've heard oftentimes in pastoring that people have come to believe that when you get saved and give your life to the Lord, that the enemy's just going to give you a break and let you bask in that wonderful fellowship with the Lord. But I'm here to tell you, and I feel somebody needs to know in this house that when you and I begin to move further into the things of God, the enemy is going to mark you. He's going to attack you. He's going to come against you. But I, I, do, I am thankful today that grace somebody shout greater is he that is in you than he that is within the world so if you're here today and you would say Pastor Robin I, I've given the Lord more of my life maybe here in this church you have said we have given ourselves more fully to the Lord Jesus Christ there's a greater unity there's a greater anointing but the enemy seems to fight well you are in good number can you say amen I can tell you here today that if you're going for the Lord Jesus Christ, that the enemy's going to come out. But that's not because you're doing something wrong, but because you're doing something right. And I just want to tell somebody here in this sanctuary today that is trying to move on with God, that you are fighting the enemy of your soul. But God wants you to know that you are fighting the enemy not because you're doing something wrong but because you're doing something right come on somebody because somebody here in this house needs to know that when you move on with God God is going to be there but the enemy is going to come at you with everything he's got you see we understand that David he inquired of the Lord when these Philistines were going to come against him and the Lord said to him, go up. Now, isn't that a wonderful thing? That when God, you go to him in prayer and he says to you, go up. He says, I want you to just face it where it is. I, I want you to just go directly at it. I don't want you to skirt it. I want you to go at it. Well, that's the first thing that God had told David in relation to the Philistines. David said when he prayed, should I go up? And God said, go up. But how many of you know the Lord, though He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, His response to prayer isn't always the same. You see, I had to learn that in my walk with God. It's very easy for us to begin to build some type of religious 
formulated responses to what we face in the world. Because that is what brought victory the last time we faced it. Last time, this, when we sang that song, the Spirit of the Lord began to move. Or when we preached that message, the Spirit of the Lord began to move. But I learned very early on. Matter of fact, I go all the way back to the first time I preached here at Victory Temple. And I was so nervous, like I always am to preach. I mean, I was so nervous. Pastor Turnage was sitting there. Brother Clendenin was sitting there. And I, I made the mistake of calling somebody and asking them, you know, just, uh, you know, pray for me about the service. And, you know, they said to me, just preach your soldiers. Well, I said, okay. So I, I went back through the notes and, you know, tried to find the one that, man, the Holy Ghost just moved on last time. I preached it, and it wasn't no soldiers. <laughs> uh, praise God, they gave me a second chance. But, but I, I learned very early on that soldiers is simply what God says to do. It's, it's not a fabricated response. And so oftentimes, you and I can get boxed in to how we're going to respond to the enemy. We say, well, that worked in 1972. And yeah, that worked in 1993. And well, that worked in 2008 when I faced the devil. And, and that just worked, you see. But let me tell you something. Let me help you out just a little bit. When you and I are facing the enemy of our soul, this isn't a can response. It isn't something you just take a bomber and you fly over and you dropped your bombs because that worked in World War II. Sometimes you're fighting a different enemy, you see. And sometimes you've got to get a hold of God. And you've got to find out the word for the moment. You've got to know what does God have for me to say today? What does God have me to say? right now as a right now response of the Lord if you believe it shout amen now let me tell you something sometimes the enemy can get us so boxed in that we can't see beyond the response of a former victory are you listening but I understand today you've got to move with God you've got to move with God somebody shout I've got to move with God the Bible says that David did. He, he moved with God. And so the second time, it says, And when David inquired of the Lord, the Lord says, Thou shalt not go up. Now hold up. Wait just a minute, Lord. Didn't you tell me last time I prayed about how to handle my children? You said, Go up. Last time I was wondering what to do and when the enemy was all about me and I asked you, Lord, what should I do? You, last time when I prayed, you said, do this. And you know, I, Lord, what, what's going on right here? But let me tell you something. It never is wasted time when you take time to pray. Did, did you hear that? I said it's never wasted to take time to pray. You know, we've made, you know, preaching so big in 
it is. And I remember Brother Clinton didn't always said he, he said Sunday morning you find out how big the preacher is and Sunday night uh, you find out or how big the church is and Sunday night you find out how big the preacher is but when it comes to the prayer meeting you find out how God, big God is in the people let me just tell you something what we need today is it's wonderful that we've become a church and passing out you know school supplies and oh isn't that wonderful well, I'm all for that but let me tell you something don't you ever do it at the expense of prayer don't you ever cancel that prayer meeting you want to see what revival will go you just find the people and know how to get a hold of God and know how to pray and seek the Lord can you say man several years ago Melissa and I had the opportunity to go preach the School of Christ convention in Europe and and um, it's always my way to find where the move of God happened close to where I'm preaching. You know, some people won't see the, you know, the big stuff. And I, I do get around to see a lot of that. But I won't find that place where God fell. <laughs> That's where I won't go. And I'm not a grave soaker. Come on, somebody. I don't do that business, that foolishness. But Melissa and I, we were over in Wales, and many of you know about the great Welsh revival, and we went there, and very small place, wasn't a big church, you know how God saved thousands and thousands of people very, very quickly, but we went into that church, and I began to look around, and be so moved with the fact that it didn't start with the most well-known preacher, and it didn't start because somebody sang like a canary, it, it, it started because some young people, led by Evan Roberts, just began to pray and their prayer was quite simple you see it, it was just been me it wasn't been my neighbor it wasn't been that old unholy person down the pew wasn't, come on somebody it wasn't been the gossiper or been that person always unfaithful to the house of God but it was simply been me God just get a hold of my life and I can tell you today when the church gets a hold of God and our prayers began to begin, begin deal with our own life. That's the prayer God is going to send revival and what we need today is somebody saying God don't bend them down the road. Don't bend them across this country but God bend me. Get a hold of my life and turn my life. Come on give the Lord a hand clap of praise. So David David inquired of the Lord and God said aren't you glad when God talks God said thou shall not go up I don't want you to face it full frontal I don't want you to go at it directly but notice what he says he says but fetch a compass Behind them. <laughs> if you're like me, when I first read that, fetch a compass behind them. That didn't really register to an Arkansas boy. Come on, somebody. What really does that mean? But fetch a compass behind them. Now, maybe some of you or 
scholars and that makes plenty of sense to you but it didn't to me until I looked it up and it means to go around the thing to get behind the thing it, it means to sneak to the backside of something and I want you to see what's going on here last time David he went he went to the front he went directly at it but this time God says listen I don't want you to deal with it directly but I want you to get behind some stuff and I can just hear the enemy of David's soul saying to him, boy, what are you doing? You know, there's probably somebody in the church even in his army saying, David, are you chicken? Are you, what are you doing? What are you? You're getting behind some stuff. Why aren't you dealing with that up in its face? Why aren't you putting your finger on its chest and saying, I'm here to do business in the name of the Lord. Yeah, that's how I like to do. Come on, sir. I said, that's how I like to deal with stuff. It's, you know, some of it's just built in our nature. I just, I just, well, come on now. I was a kid, you know, it didn't take much for me to want to fight. I had two older brothers. I was born fighting. Come on, somebody. They, they, they put me in situations that made me fight. I remember when I was growing up, I was about 10. You know, there's two older kids. And my brother, brothers, they made me fight both of them at the same time on a trampoline. So my nature, Brother Roger, my nature, Pastor, I, I, let, let's just go, just do it right now. Come on, somebody. Maybe that's the way you are too, and maybe that's the way David was. I don't know. But when he began to pray, God says, I, I want you to get behind some stuff. Come on, come on, somebody. And I'm just here to tell you, sometimes you got to get behind some stuff. I know all of your life, you might have dealt with it in front of it. You might have had a full frontal assault, but sometimes, God says you got to get behind some stuff come on somebody and it may feel like you're going backward honey but you ain't going backward when you're following God I, I said you ain't Woo! Uh, I said you're not going backwards when you're following God I'm sure the whole time David's thinking what are we Oh, it's natural, my. Come on, we're getting behind some Philistines here over there, and God's got me getting behind all back here. What are they going to say about us, Pastor? Are they going to say, oh, victory's lost its edge. Pastor Robbins lost its ass. I don't know what they're going to say, but I do know this. Let the world and the devil say what they want to say. Let the religious say what they want to say. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord, and I can tell you as God directs this preacher I'm going to walk I'm going to talk I'm going to live why? because I'm after the victory that only comes from above so here's David God says listen boy this time you're going to get behind it uh, this time somebody shout this time it may be perceived as cowardice but this time it may be perceived as stealth actions, but more importantly, it's divine patience. Uh, and when I ain't doing anything, don't think I'm not doing anything. Are you listening? Uh, us Pentecostals, we, we got a hard problem with tearing until some. 
But this time, David's going to have to tarry until. He's going to have to go get behind. Do you think for one moment that the devil was encouraging all of those in the upper room? They was up there for days. Amen. Jesus said, go into all the world. All they were used to was taking it to the enemy right off the bat. But this time, they got to sneak around some stuff. And Do you not think the devil was telling them, what are you doing in this upper room? What are you waiting for? There's a world out there going to hell but listen to me they're praying they're seeking God they're getting behind some stuff because very shortly they're going to come out of that room with Holy Ghost power and my God uh, I said very soon oftentimes when it comes to the church and Pentecostals we have a major problem making a compass behind them Ain't that right? You know, some, I, you know, just because everybody doesn't get, you know, fall out in the spirit, I love that. Come on, I love when the Holy Ghost is falling in such a way, you just got them laid out all over. And everybody just in the, you know, in that place with the Lord. But sometimes Sunday mornings are only ready, are only trying to get you ready for Sunday night because you're getting behind some stuff, you see. I can tell you what God wants to do at Victory Temple this morning is He. He wants to position you. He wants to position this church for an end time revival. I'm not talking about a little sprinkling. I'm talking about a flood. I'm talking about a deluge. I'm talking about somebody that's going to hear from God and move in the Holy Ghost. Can you see? So this wasn't cowardice. This was divine patience. 2 Samuel 2 53 says, and when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass, but fetch a compass behind, behind, circle it, give up, seemingly give up territory, uh, seemingly lose ground in order that you might get behind your enemy. The word compass means to turn back, be brought around. Or to circle about. John Gill's commentary states, David was to get to the rear of the Philistines instead of falling upon them in the front. Matthew Henry said, God appointed David to draw back. In other words, David was going to have to go through the emotions of loss and of declension before he could feel the emotions of advancement. Oh, listen to that. Let me say that again. He was going to have to go through emotions of loss and of declension before he could feel the emotions of advancement. Did you hear that? In other words, in his mind, he was no doubt began to have the emotions. He's losing ground. But sometimes that's the way a church must feel. And that's the way you must feel. Sometimes you've got to feel like you're going backwards and you're not going forwards. But some of the greatest advancement you can ever have is when you feel like you're going backwards. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think of Gideon and his men. Here they are with the thousands. 
but God's got to reduce the thing to something he can really be a part of. And I can tell you today, he's the same God yesterday, today and forever, and he's going to do the same type of ways. You see, churches and people must come to understand that these are real feelings. I've battled them. Uh, I've seen certain people walk out the door. Oh, man. Am I the only one? You think to yourself, oh, my, oh, my, what's going on here? Last time we attacked on the front. This time we're going, those emotions, whatever else. But listen, David, God is positioning him to hear something he he never heard before. Are you listening to me? I said God was positioning him to hear something he never heard before. And the Lord said, listen, pal, when you get behind some stuff, you're going to hear something. Come on, now somebody. When you get behind it, the Bible says, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees and let it be. Just say that with me. Let it be. Say it again. Let it be. When thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, what God is letting David know, you may think for a moment you're losing ground, but I'm going to give you an ear that hears. And my God, what we need today is an ear that hears. Not an ear closed to God, but an ear that's been positioned by divine placement that can hear what God is doing in the earth. Uh, God's letting David know I'm going to put you behind some stuff and I'm not just going to put you behind their victory temple to doodle (laughs) I'm not going to put you behind some stuff to mess about back there I'm going to put you behind some stuff because you're going to hear some stuff oh my it's shouting ground I said, I'm going to put you behind some stuff so you can hear something. Here's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear the sound of a going in the tops. Somebody shout the tops of the mulberry trees. What God was letting David know is David last time you were able to go in a full frontal assault towards your enemy. But this time I'm going to lead you in ways you've never been led before. I'm going to lead you David and you're going to hear something but you're not going to hear an army that is stagnant. You're not going to hear an army that's celebrating victories only of yesteryear. You're not going to be listening here an army that's just paying paddy cake but brother Brian you're going to hear an army that's moving forward they're marching to something this world knows not of and I can tell you I'm more excited today than I ever was why because I've heard something and it's going and it's moving and it's marching Uh, I can tell you pastor David didn't hear an army that was wondering what to do. Oh my. Brother Jeremy heard something. And there was a moving army. I've been around a lot of places. You don't hear nothing moving. Hey, listen. You don't hear nothing moving. Nothing's moving. Spiritual. There may be actions by people, but it ain't the spirit, I can tell you. Come on, somebody. 
We can make things, we can agitate things all we want to. Amen. You know, I've been to places, they got these, they, you know, got these wave pools or whatever. Hey, you can condition waves, but I can tell you there's one that God forms. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I'm not looking at you just rocking the thing, making a wave of his glory. I want God to do it by his outstretched hand. And I'm here, Brother Gary, on Victory Temple on a Sunday morning in the will of God to say, Victory Temple, it's time to hear something. It's time to get with what God is doing in the earth. Uh, the Bible says you can hear something David and don't you move till you hear it. Uh, hey listen I often tell people when you listen to me preach you're going to hear me hit about a stride somewhere in there you're going to know we've hit pay dirt. Hey listen What God is letting him know, letting David know is, David, you're going to hear something, but you're going to hear it at the top. Let me just tell you right now that God, he moves in the top of stuff. That word top literally means the head. (laughs) Oh my, that's a good place to shout. What God was letting David know is if the head ain't shouting, if the top ain't shouting, if the top ain't going, you ain't going nowhere, honey. If Come on, somebody. I've been in churches before. The leadership was as backslid as people on the back row who've lost that touch of God. Come on, somebody. I can tell you. Heard somebody say one time, if your pastor don't worship, if they, come on, if they too be holy to really worship God, don't you expect people in the pew to worship? But I've set the precedent at PAG and the places I go. Ain't nobody going to worship God like me. I'm going to get up and dance like David danced. I'm going to shout like David shouted. I'm going to set the standard for what worship got to look like. Uh, I've been in, oh, come on somebody. I've been in places at leadership. You ever seen them? Oh, I look over there the side where they sitting. Oh, yeah, it's proper. Now, I do like crossing my legs now. But I can tell you when it's worship. And the Spirit of God. Starts moving on the water. Are you listening to me now? What are you saying? I'm just saying if you're a Sunday school teacher, if you watch babies in the nursery, come on. I pray they're not still teaching them longhorn stuff in there, but if they are, I said, come on, somebody. I can tell you today, if you're an usher, if you're a deacon, whatever you are, you better get your praise on. You better give them. If you ain't stirred up for God, don't you expect the pew to be stirred. We need people. My God, so full of the Holy Ghost. They're leading the child. Uh, I tell people all the time, I don't give you a ministry to make you something. Either you're that and I make you because you're already that. If you ain't already been deacon, you ain't, come on somebody, you ain't getting on my board. You just sit your little backslid and cold self there. One day the Holy Ghost will get on you. And when he get on you, I don't mind making you one in due season. But if he ain't moving in the top, come on, he ain't got to move in the bottom. But I can tell you, I've done this long enough to know that where it starts in the head and that oil begins to flow down. Hallelujah. I served a pastor here and let me know there's a way. There's a pastor here now that's letting you know it's stirring at the top, honey. And if it stirs at 
at the top. It can get down to the feet. You can get to dancing. You can get to shout. God said, listen, David. You're going to hear something, and it's going to be at the top. It's going to be in the head. Come on now. If you're in leadership, you better get this. Are you listening? I said, you only make what you are. Uh, The Bible says wisdom is justified by our children. I won't be somebody that produces God and people that are following me. I preached yesterday about that servant of the Lord. Come on, somebody. And I can tell you, he reduplicated that. That's what the school of Christ does. It just puts a bunch of people in a room for three weeks and pours in them. Because when they go back to their churches, they go back to where they need to go. It's got to touch the top. I said, it's got to touch the top. And if it touches the top. He said, listen, you're going to hear something, David. Uh, It's going to be at the top. But when you hear it at the top, it's going to be moving. I like that song that says, something's moving. Uh, What are you saying? I'm saying it's got to start at the head. Hey, listen. And it'll reach everybody in time. I think that's contagious. Come on, somebody. Love's contagious. If he loves, you'll love. If he prays, you'll pray. Come on, somebody. If he worships, you'll worship. I can tell you, you make what you are. That's why I said what I said at the beginning. I went out there, ate with some of these, and they're stirred up of the Lord, and they're excited about Jesus, and I learned a lot about what's at the head, and I pray if you ever visit people at PAG, that when you're around them, you say, my God, hey, just like at St. Clair. I, you know, I, I, let me say, Brother Clinton and again, but I remember sometime he sent somebody out. He shared this, and he, somebody said, well, my God, they sound just like you and he said well who you think they gonna sound like hey under me every Sunday I'm just trying to tell somebody today you need to hear something you need to know something and you need to move forward with God listen church it's no time to hunker down and say it's all over America's going to hell in a handbasket if I believe that I quit the ministry but I believe that God is still a stirring he's still a moving he's still a shaking You believe that? I said, God, somebody shout the Lord. The Lord is moving. Uh, But not only did David, not only did David have to pray, not only did he have to get behind some stuff, and not only did David have to hear something, he had to bestir thyself. Let me just tell you something. God can move by the Holy Ghost. And I wish to the Lord that you could just get from somebody else what they got. But somebody shout thyself. Shout thyself. Shout it one more time, thyself. What does that mean? That means you can pray, 
You can position yourself. You can hear something. But that doesn't mean nothing. You can come back tonight more dead than you were before the Sunday morning, sir. Come on, somebody. You can say, my God, that was a good message, Pat. Oh, boy, you just did so wonderful. Oh, that was such a biblical message. Oh, Sister Hayes, you and the world, oh, you just, oh, oh, there ain't no one Jesus can't save. I mean, that is so wonderful. But I can tell you, you not only got to hear something, friend, you got to do something to yourself. You got to be stirred thyself. Come on, somebody. I can tell you, you can have the greatest preachers. You can have the greatest singers. But somebody has got to stir up their self. Somebody's got to say, I'm not just going to hear something. I'm going to stir myself up. Come on. What are you doing? Somebody's got to get a hold of it. Somebody's got to say, you know what? I'm not satisfied that just pastors stirred up. Don't you wish? We know that Paul said, stir up thy gift, the laying on of my hands. But he said, you do it and I'll lay my hands. That's a faith connection. That's something you got a responsibility. I can lay my hands. Your pastor can lay his hands. Somebody else can lay their hands. And you can feel doodads. Oh, it's so wonderful. So great, isn't it? I mean, I love that type of stuff, Brother Joel. But I can tell you this. Over in Russia, they got to stir themselves up. They may go through the school of Christ and say, this is great. I hear a sound of a going. I hear the sound of the marching. I hear the sound of God doing something in the earth. But they've got to lay claim to that. And they got to say, I'm going to use all of that to stir myself up. Because there's an enemy that's against your soul. And it's high time that the church of Jesus Christ stirs themselves up. I said it's high time that we stir ourselves up. There's way too much of dead stuff out there. Not because there's not a sound being heard. Because there's not a stirring being made. Hey listen. I said listen we can be inundated with the sounds. Oh, that's wonderful sound. That's a great sound. Oh, God's doing stuff. But listen, God is a co-labor with you. Are you listening? David had to fight. Somebody said, I gotta participate. I gotta participate. You've got to participate. And that participation is that when you and I hear something, we stir ourselves up. I remember when I was lost, and you know, I'd play sports or whatever else, and I, I'd listen to stuff that stirred me up. You know, I was ready. I, I, I'd take on people as big as, as Andrew and Caleb, and I was ready. Come on. Now, it didn't always work out, Brother Roger. But I stirred up to do it, I can tell you. I'd listen to that stuff that made me feel like I was a lot bigger than I was and a lot stronger than I was. And I can tell you, when I'm facing an enemy of my soul, I get in the Word of God. I listen to the Holy Ghost. And before long, I'm stirred up. And I just say to the Lord, let me at them, God. Oh, send me Goliath. Send me the giant. I'm going to take them on. What are you saying, Pastor Robin? I'm just telling somebody... Just stir yourself up. Give him praise. Uh, I can tell you this morning, you and I have to come to the place where we use what we hear not to just celebrate the goodness of what it sounds like. Oh, do you hear that, Pastor? Do you hear the sounds of a going? Are you going to go with it? Well, I wasn't necessarily planning that, Sister Kay. I 
just thought it was a good sound. Hey, listen. That's good. Sounds good. Oh, man, that's, that's a great sound. I love singing them songs. Is this helping anybody? I believe what the Lord wants to do in this house is not just raise us up to be a people that hear something. But do something about with what we hear. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I can tell you when I found this pearl of great price, I rejoiced over it. But I didn't just stay out there in the field saying, oh, look at this great gospel. But about 22 years ago, I began to allow that to stir me. And it's still stirring me today. It's still moving me today. I must move now. Now, don't you do know there's been those along the trail that said, well, that'll die out. He'll get out of that. He'll mature out of that state but let me tell you I'm more excited about the Lord than I've ever been why because he's greater he's bigger come on somebody I just want you to know the day gets brighter the Bible says that light gets bigger huh? it's progressive is what I'm telling you his gospel's not diminished in time it's bigger in time Hey, listen, I said, if you're growing with him, if you're growing with Christ, if you're moving with the Lord, friend, I can tell you, you've learned more now in relation to how big he is than when you first started. When I Listen, I was saved for a few months. I thought I had a good hold, Brother Joe, on who this great God was. But I can tell you, the longer I move with God, the more humble I become, the more awestruck I become that the great God of heaven, the one that created it all, who framed it, come on somebody, that that great God would be mindful of me and I've come into the victory temple today just to let you know there's a God in heaven and he's still going and he's still moving and he's still saving and he's still redeeming he's still baptizing with the Holy Ghost there's nobody like King Jesus uh, you say well my God I don't know about the one you're talking about oh I encourage you to know him <laughs> I said I encourage you to know him because he's a great God He's a saving God. But you got to stir yourself up on some stuff, Victory. Because this pastor can't be the only one. Leadership can't be the only one. You should leave this house every time you gather red hot for God. Huh. There should be no neighbor that hadn't heard what God's doing here. No co-worker that's not heard. You know what I'm praying? I'm praying that this place would be packed out. And should your pastor ever invite me back, I'll sit on the front row and rejoice with each and every one of you. There's, you know, 150,000 people plus in this greater triangle area. I can tell you God has no problem filling up this building with hungry hearts. But he's got to stir you up first. Come on, somebody. I love what John Wesley said. He said, I catch myself on fire and people come watch me burn. I can tell you. You today what this world needs is a red hot church a church that's going a church that's moving a church baptized in the Holy Ghost would you stand with me all over this house come on come on I want you to give the Lord some praise I want you to give him some praise if the musicians would come right now come on we need some Holy Ghost power we need the Lord to come we need God to move because here's where you got to participate 
I've preached. I've tried to do what God has led me to do. But the Bible says this. God told him, let it be, David. Let it be victory. When thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. That means you've got to respond. For then shall the Lord go out before thee. That insinuates you got to go too. Every, I remember one time, you know, I was at a, at a football game, Arkansas LSU. And it was called the Miracle of Markham. And we were there in Little Rock. We were way down. And we come back and we won the game at the buzzard. I was a young believer. Didn't always follow every rule. And so I jumped the fence and I got out there. You know, I was going to, I wasn't going to tear down goalposts or nothing. I was just sort of excited about it. I got out there about midfield. Me and my buddy turned around. Nobody else was out there. <laughs> you say, why would you tell us that in this moment? I'm just trying to tell you. I didn't run out here to the field of what you sit there in that pew. Oh, you listen. God said, I'm going to go out before you. But you're going to be behind me. You got to do something. And the Bible says, when David went. Uh, I can tell you, somebody came into this service this morning and you're wanting the victory. You're needing the victory. The Philistines have come out against you again, but you've got a decision you've got to make. Either you're going to let what God's done in this house stir you up, or you're going to say, you know what? That's a good sound. Pastor Robin, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. Some of you have sat for way too long. Huh. Some of you have the testimony of a sound that used to go. And David heard the sound of a going. Sister Brenda, we're going. The Brian, we're going. For the Joel, we're going. Pastor, we're going. Victory. We going. Why? Because we heard something. Don't go if you've not heard anything. You'll just make things worse. Jesus said, tarry until you be endued with power. Yes. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, God, the Holy Ghost has already drawn some of you. Come on, come on, come up here and throw your hands up. Say, Lord, I'm stirring myself up today. Today is the day. I'm not looking back. I'm not giving up. But I'm going to hear something today. I'm going to hear something today. I'm going to hear it today. And I'm going to stir myself up. Woo! Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, 
Oh, come on, victory. Come on, victory. Come on, victory. My God, hear it today. 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 Oh, some of you, some of you backslid. Some of you grow cold towards God. But today's your day. My 